What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Just Sayin' Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Martindale, and it is day 932 of Pride. Whew, happy Pride. Hope you're having a good Pride month. Um, I know I am. It is just never ending. Uh, last week was West Hollywood Pride. I'll get into that in a bit. And this week is Los Angeles Pride. So it is just Pride, pr- pride, 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 um, pride, um, I hear it all the time. Yes, um, that was definitely on repeat all weekend long. Kylie Minogue's Padam Padam has officially hit the charts. It is a movement. It is a lifestyle. My mom actually texted me today and she was like, what is Padam? And I was like, oh no, I knew this day would come. And I was like, well, mom, Padam is a secret term that the gay Illuminati use to uh, induct new members. And she was like, they've been trying to get me to join for a year. And I said, no, it's a scam. I'm like, (laughs) the day my mom gets inducted into the Illuminati. Hey, it might happen. Who knows? But it was definitely a fun Pride weekend. I I definitely think this was one for the books. I had a really, really fun Pride. Um, it kicked off with the mayor of West Hollywood throwing a fantastic party over at Heart, which is Lance Bass's club here in West Hollywood. And it was just a fun little kickoff. It was just a who's who of who's. And um, the mayor was there. uh, And also I found out uh, that night that I am hypersensitive. Somebody told me that I was hypersensitive because I, and I'm going to say it, I I got very emotional at times. Um, I would hear somebody talk or I would see somebody just in the moment and I would just be like, oh, God. It's happening. And I'd start like tearing up. Evan's looking at me like, are you crying in the bar? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) it's happening. (laughs) There was a Forever 21 sponsored fashion show. I know. But they had all these like kids. And I say kids because they were like, you know, 21, maybe if that. um, Doing this little Forever 21 fashion show at that party. And you just see them. And I was just thinking about like, oh, these kids are probably, you know, either from here living their lives or they're just like escaping, you know, some hellhole. And they came to L.A. to like fit in and, you know, be accepted for who they are. And I was just kind of like, oh, I remember being that kid just living my life. Uh, So but it was really, really cool. And then. um Saturday night, uh, we went to uh, Heart again, and or was that Sunday? The days just mesh. I think it was Saturday. Yes, Saturday day, we went to Heart and danced our tits off, and it was so much fun. Lance was there. We hung out with him. Um, DJ was just blasting some hits. I was jamming out, um, followed by a pool party. And then Sunday went to the parade. The parade was actually really, really fun. Um, Went to my friend Denise's brunch in the morning. She does it every year. Kicked off by the motorcycle ladies. Um, And then we actually went down and watched some of the parade. And the parade was good. I really enjoyed it. I got a hug from a mom. Because the mom, again, hypersensitive. This mom was like, do you want a hug? And I was like, I, yes. Oh, God, hold me. Never let go. Um, so that was good. And then the floats were just really fun. Um, the Mickey's float was a little bulgy. I'm not going to lie, but it was not bad. Uh, we saw a star-studded array of uh, allies. And Anna Gasteyer was on a float. Um my favorite was Melissa McCarthy was on a float and she, I did not know it was Melissa McCarthy cause she had these little dancers coming around and, um, all I saw was wig. She had like a, had to have been at least like a 70 pound wig on her head and she turned and I was like, holy shit, it's Melissa McCarthy. She was just having so much fun and, uh, smiling and she looked fantastic. 
Uh, we saw Garcelle and Sutton from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which we just found out today that Kathy Hilton will not be returning to the Housewives uh, franchise of Beverly Hills, which I'm kind of sad about. So no more hunky dory. Uh, and then who else? Jojo Siwa was not there this year. I did not see cracked out Jojo Siwa uh, dancing at a level 15 and grinding her teeth, which was a little sad. And then um, I'm trying to think who else was there. I, that I, 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 a lot of drag queens, tons of drag. It was just fantastic. It was a great parade. And everyone was like, okay, where are we going now? And I said, no, I'm going home and going to bed like an adult. I couldn't do it anymore. I was all prided out. But the best was the Comedy Store had its own float here in the West Hollywood Parade. And let me tell you, I was waiting for it and I was like, I got to go check on the I got to go check on the guys. I want to see where they're at. I knew they were putting a float in. So I text Sean Pulaski because she is the mother of dragons. <laughs> For the gay community. Um, and I was like, where are you? She's like, Sunset and Hayworth, or Santa Monica and Hayworth. And I was like, that's pretty far. So I walk down there and I see the float and the comedy store in true fashion, the last float <laughs> in the parade, just the float of misfits. And it was really cute. It was good seeing everybody. There was like, um, uh, they put everyone's name on the side of the float. And at that time, like we have had June gloom, the June gloom I'm over. It's just, I'm over this Marine layer nonsense. It's just gray and hazy. But by that time, it usually clears up around like two 30 or three. And it had been overcast all day during the parade. And it was nice. And then as soon as the comedy store floats started going, the sun unleashed its beams. And mind you, they have all been drinking since like 10 a.m. and smoking weed. And so I go up to the float and they're all just like, bah, bah, pride, bah. and I'm like, okay, okay. And they're like, Justin, get up here with us. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I will not, I'm not getting in a mosh pit at, you know, noon with a bunch of high and drunk uh, allies. Thank you for your service, but I will kindly walk and I need the steps. So it was just really, really fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that was a, it was a good, a good pride kickoff. And now we're going into this week. So I've just been recharging. Uh, Saturday night, we have Mariah Carey performing at Pride, which I can't wait. I've never seen Mariah Carey live. And I'm like, what are we going to get? Will she sing her Christmas song in June? Yes. Will she be laying down? Will she be? Will it be just a chaise lounge with a wig on it? And everyone's like, that's Mariah Carey. What are we going to get? What's the performance we're going to get? Because I will say Adina Menzel performed uh, Friday night and people were a little People were a little pissed off. I'll tell you why. Because Adina dropped this like uh, gay anthem song uh, a couple days before Pride. And it was her like, I'm getting into disco. Here's my, I don't know, my, my, my pop track that, I don't know. Did people ask for this? I have no clue. But uh, she shows up at the Pride event. And this video, there's several videos that went kind of viral on Instagram and TikTok where she's singing Frozen. And so everyone's there to hear, you know, Wicked and Frozen. So she's singing Frozen. And if you remember at the end of the Frozen song, she's like, I'm never going back. The past is in the past. And then she's like, let it go. And right before she does that, she just takes her microphone. She's like, I'm never going back. The past is in the past. You guys sing it. And everyone's like, no. You sing it, Adina. We came to see you. So she apparently wasn't like hitting notes. She's like, all right, guys, y'all know the words. I'm just here to get the check, which I'm just kind of like, all right. Another pride ally. Uh, so, yes, it was definitely fun. I can't wait to uh, fill you guys in on all of the fun uh, this weekend. Next week, 
But let's get into some stories, shall we? Elliot Page um, released a tell-all book called Page Boy, which just sounds weird. But I get it's a play on Ellen Page, Elliot Page, Page Boy. I think of Page Boy, I think of like, oh, Page Boy, like, (laughs) deliver this document to the castle, I pray you. Um, But uh, Elliot Page released a tell-all book. Elliot Page has been in the news over the weekend uh, because uh, he said that when Elliot was Ellen, Ellen came out as gay, and this director apparently said, I will F you straight, whatever, but doesn't name the name. And I'm just kind of like, name the names. So now Elliot has just released this. I think that was a little push for the book that you're going to get all the stories. Um, So here's some of the biggest bombshells. This is from just Jared that came out that um, Elliot has named Kristen Wiig and Alia Shawkat. Am I saying that right? Right? Alia, uh, yeah. As supporters of his coming out as trans. So, um... Elliot says at a very difficult, challenging moment in his life, Kristen Wiig showed up, although it was not surprising because she's an incredible person. A lot, Alia, oh my gosh, has also been a person in my life who Kristen always encouraged me to be my authentic self. So Elliot saying Kristen Wiig and Alia are the biggest allies um, that he had coming to the terms of transitioning. All right. Next, we have another bombshell. Which I'm like, that's not really a bombshell. Like, oh, this person was here for me. We're just naming names at this point. On being groomed by a director. This was the story. Elliot said, frequent texts made him feel special, as did the books he gifted me. He took me to dinner at Swan on Queen West. Stroking my thigh under the table, he whispered, you have to make the move. I can't. Elliot recalled, he did not disclose the director's name, but did add it happened when he was a teenager. So this was Ellen as a teenager and a director being creepy. Who do you think it was? I mean, I only have two. I mean, Harvey? No. No, I I have two thoughts. Who? The the biggest thought that I am guessing, allegedly, um, I feel like Brett Ratner on X-Men. Ooh, yeah. I just well, heard, X-Men heard directors stories. are always yeah. creepy. I mean, that's uh, that's the only... Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, I, I have I know I have friends that have worked on films with him, and I, I don't hear anything bad other than, like, he makes jokes, and I imagine something like that was meant to be a joke. With and him. it's just not. It's not. Yeah. And it's even less of a joke when the person has now transitioned and like can look back and be like, I wasn't even myself and this person was still. Yeah. I bet. I mean, X-Men directors are always creepy. Look at Brian Singer, um, who I think that was um, the director that um, uh, Matt Lawrence was talking about. Oh yeah. Probably. I mean, 1000%. You think so? Yeah. I think, I mean, there's, he was like, I was auditioning for an X-Men movie. It was yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was a Marvel movie. If it was X Men movie, yeah. definitely. But yeah. Marvel movie, who are the options? James Gunn, this, the the uh, the uh, yeah. guys who did the Avengers movies, the brothers. Yeah, probably not. No, probably hard pass on yeah. that. Okay, so Elliot's first meaningful kiss happened with a woman named Paula. I mean, my God, romance. I hope it was in Paris. Uh, Elliot recalls at the bar he visited was called Reflections, and the visit was just before the premiere of his movie Juno. Dancing, sweat dripping down my back, down my chest. I watched Paula's hair twist and bounce as she moved effortlessly chaotic. Ah, just a wild, unhinged woman. That was, I just added that part. Chaotic but controlled, sensual and strong. I would catch her looking at me. Or was it the other way around? We wanted to be caught. Deer in the headlights, startled but not breaking. He asked if he could kiss her, and then I did in a queer bar in front of everyone around us. I was coming to understand what all those poems were about, what all the fuss was. Everything was cold before, motionless, emotionless. Any woman I had loved hadn't loved me back, and the one who maybe had loved me the wrong way. But here I was on a dance floor with a woman who wanted to kiss me, 
and the antagonizing, cruel voice that flooded my head wherever I felt desire was silent. This book sounds unbearable. It really does. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't think I could turn another page, if you will. No, but here we have another one. Uh, Elliot discusses a sexual assault. Elliot revealed a female crew member sexually assaulted him at the age of 18 while apartment hunting. I mean, we're just going in. I was standing in the empty living room in front of the couch when I felt her grab me. She pressed her face into mine, some version of kissing. The next thing I knew, I was on the rug, the floor, firm on my back. I didn't say no. I did not resist. I just stiffened. Lying on the carpet, I didn't make a sound. She began to dry hump me. Gross. At first slow, then faster and faster. Her body on top of me, the weight grinding my spine into the floor. Okay, I didn't move, just start, stared up at the ceiling, then closed my eyes, then looked up again as she came. Oh, that kind. Okay, it was only the second time I had kissed a woman. Yeah, so Paula, we like Paula instead. I had never seen one come in person. Okay, Elliot. God. And this is back when he was Ellen. Ellen. So it was a female, I guess she was a lesbian. Yes. Okay, got it. It's always those grips, you know? They grip you down and won't let you go. <laughs> On healing after top surgery, I was alone in changing my nipple bandages. I'm listening. On my own was an adjustment. He underwent the procedure in 2022. The most painful point for me was having the drains removed. Okay, massive needle after massive needle to freeze around. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Good for you, Elliot. I'm glad you're just spilling all your tea. Uh, Elliot also reveals that in the movie Juno, she ended up having sex daily with uh, her then or his then co-star uh, girl from Juno. What? So, huh? What? That's what Elliot says in the book as well. The female co-star of Juno was uh, having sex with then Ellen. So there was definitely some experimentation in that. But I was thinking, I was like, maybe the co-star of Juno doesn't want to be <laughs> like written in a book. Clearly, there has to be some sort of a, John, I'm going to write a book and... Um, I'm going to mention that time we uh, dry humped in a barn. Please don't do that. Okay. Well, well I'm going to do it anyways. So. Do I have any say in it? Nope. Not at all. Thanks. Bye. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where if you have to get consent or like get paid off. I don't know how that works. But maybe, I was like, maybe uh, the girl from Juno doesn't want that in a book. I mean, I see the road this goes down and it ends with. Elliot not getting cast in anything and being like, they don't like me because I'm trans. It's like, no, they, they don't like you because you wrote about all of that. Well, it's yeah. a 900 chapter book. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy that Elliot is like living his life and doing the thing. I love the Umbrella Academy, which I cannot wait to uh, see the final season of that. I believe it's the final season. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the final season. But um, good for Elliot. Will I be reading this book? No. I mean, sorry. I, uh, yeah. Good for you. I'm not, yeah. It's not you, it's him. It's not, no. It needs to be a, um, a, um, a young, uh, what's, <laughs> what's, what's the, what's the category of books? A young reader? I, I'm a young reader. I like, you know, young novels. Not like that, but I like, you know, like witchy shit and stuff like that. Those are the books I read. Or a good bio. Um, but let's get into something. Apple. Okay. I don't know if you guys were on Twitter or not yesterday or any type of social media platform, but this was everywhere. Uh, Apple finally unveiled its Vision Pro headset, and I am terrified. <laughs> It was unveiled that uh, it will be coming out early next year, and it had a nine-minute-long movie trailer. It did you see it at all, John? I did, and it's I'm not excited. It's about insane. It. Um, people are wondering if it's pushing virtual reality into the mainstream, or is it just a pricey toy? And I want to read a little bit about 
what the features uh, offer. Here we go. So uh, pretty much it's just a pair of goggles that you put on and it's going to like change your whole perspective. You can have the goggles on and still see your surroundings. So they want to see that you're still connected to the real world. Like if somebody comes in and they're just like, hey, you can be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, no, I'm just well, in the metaverse. <laughs> um, but they have it now where it scans your face and it creates like an avatar, like full on, that's where we're at, full on Black Mirror. And it it adjusts to your face and does your facial features. Um, also, you can move the apps with the flick of your eye, which I am already freaked out about because the Sam Tripoli and me like triggered off. I was like, well, what else are they doing with your eyes? How else are they going to get information from your eyes? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, we live in that AI world now, I guess. And also, you can move and do all this with the flick of your finger. So very Black Mirror. Um, kind of scary. You can make a screen appear to be 100 feet tall in your living room. You can shop. You can do what you play video games. Um, this is a recipe for a permanent headache. Like... I, yes. After I watched the video with the eye thing, I started doing like just moving my eyes back and forth to just see what that felt. That doesn't feel good. Yeah, I definitely think there will be some strain, like much like looking at like a phone screen for five hours. So I I think it is interesting because I'm like, how is this going to affect like online dating? How is this going to affect like your children? Like, do you have to have like a timeout? Like, get off the Get off the metaverse, Jimmy. Do your chores. Um, and uh, a lot of apps like Disney Plus and other apps as well are doing like a feature where you like, you know, you sign in and it kind of creates this whole universe. They're doing like a meditation gallery where you can just like sit in like a pile of leaves because I think people think that's relaxing. I don't get it. Um and there's all these other features as well, like you could do online shopping, but it is weird because you just see people just sitting there and I'm like, what happens? You just like take it off and then, um, this is terrifying. Look at this picture. I know that's probably on a date. Like she's, she clearly wants to be there. She, this date's going great. Um, So it's going to be high resolution, uh, 4K TV, 23 million pixels across two displays, and provides newly designed spatial audio system, according to Apple. Vision Pro will change the way users interact with their favorite apps, capture and relive memories, enjoy stunning TV shows and movies, and connect with others in FaceTime. So everyone's wondering if it can finally help establish virtual reality as a popular mainstream technology or whether it's just kind of a toy. Because... I remember when the Oculus came out, everyone's like, oh, my God, the Oculus. And I'm like, I don't really have a lot of people now who are like, oh, I'm on the Oculus still. Um, and the price, did you did you catch the price? Yeah, uh, measly $3,500. Cheaper than Matt Reif tickets. It's cheaper than Matt Reif tickets, which, by the way, let's. <laughs> oh, you should not be paying that much money to go see a comedian, you know, talk and to it, the audience. Good. Yeah. You want to see a crowd work like you could pay $20 to see that and have some good crowd work, but I'm happy for him. He's doing a world tour and everything, but you know what? Make that money, get it while it's hot, but get yourself a good haircut and stop cutting your hair with Play-Doh scissors. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's going to be revolutionary, but also I don't know because it is scary because I feel like you're going to have it on. And then you take it off and you're like, I've been in my living room for seven days. I need to shower. What's real anymore? I don't think it's getting that far. I think I think this is going to be for Apple-obsessed people. But I think that after the Oculus, people are done. I think people realize you can't have this on your head forever. Your eyes are going. You're getting headaches. There's no chance that this becomes a regular thing. I, you know what? We say it, but I definitely think it's going to be, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I actually went home and watched uh, the Black Mirror episode. I think it's season three, episode two. It's called Playtest. 
Did you watch that one? Did you watch Black Mirror? I do, but I, I didn't see it's it. It's the one where the guy goes backpacking in Europe and he meets that girl and she's like into gaming as well. And she's like, oh, there's a really cool uh, startup app that's looking for volunteers to test out its new uh, game system. And so he goes and um, uh, they, he has to like sign a release form and then they put like a chip in the back of his neck and then he is watching or he's in the game and then his mom calls him because he was supposed to turn his phone off and his like head explodes. Oh, that good. doesn't explode, but it's like he has like overstimulus because the frequency messed him up. And so the whole episode is taking place. And then at the end, they're like, oh, he was only out for four seconds. Ah! Oh, OK. Yeah. So it definitely gives me those kind of vibes. Uh, even Apple Watch is doing a thing where uh, they will be able to keep track of your mental health, which I'm like, how? I don't know. It's all really weird. I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want to seem like I'm an old, <laughs> like an old man, but I'm just kind of like, no, it's just, it's, yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like my watch would just be like screaming, panic, anxiety. Don't leave the house. Like, that's how it would keep track of mine. They're trying to fix problems that I don't think anybody's actually brought up. Like, you know what? People don't like swiping with their hands. Let's, mm -hmm. let's let them do it with their eyes. Uh, I don't know. That's just, uh, it's weird to me. I mean, I guess it's the future. I feel like if you were to ask people back in the 90s, like, would this be available in the year 2023? People would be like, oh, yeah. But now that it's here, I think people are like, Ooh. <laughs> I do think the price of it's a little much like thirty five hundred dollars for. I don't know. I, I, I'll, I want to see what happens. And also, if it's too real. What kind of problems will that lead to? people you know what i mean like if if you're watching a movie and it's like ah! you know and you're like oh god you know or you're playing one of those like very uh 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 immersive scary video games you know like well i think i i think the biggest issue is going to be like as far as i'm concerned when you're in the house you're set once you once this makes you believe you could start taking it out of the house oh you could still see people through it Meanwhile, your peripherals are gone. You're getting hit by cars. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're entering a dangerous territory here. Right. Or so, if you're just like, you know what I want to do today? Skydive. And then you have the screen pulled oh, up and God. then you're jumping out of a plane. The parachute doesn't open. You like, It's like in a dream. It's like, yeah. if you know, when you fall out of a plane and it, do you hit the ground? And if they're like, if you hit the ground in real life, you die. Or, you know, if, 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 you're, if you're swimming in the ocean and you, and you drown in your sleep, then you really drown. So I don't know. I think that's, I don't know. I think that's where we're at. But here's a, here's a problem that I'm glad we're finally solving. Apple uh, is releasing their iOS 17, uh, I think, in the next couple of months. And they're finally, here's a problem that needs to be solved. They're finally changing the word ducking to fucking. Finally. No more ducking hell or no more duck you. Or no more duckity duck duck duck. Uh, the autocorrect feature, which has long frustrated users, will soon be able to use AI, because why not, to detect when you really mean to use that expletive. In those moments where you just want to type a duckin' word, the keyboard will learn it too. He announced the development at Apple Developers Conference in California. iPhone users have often complained about how autocorrect forces them to rewrite their own messages with the term, damn you autocorrect. Yep. I've said that. I know you guys have too. The changes to the function will happen thanks to the use of a transformer model. Um, I don't care how it works. Just fix it. I don't need <laughs> it's like It's like, here's how we're going to make it work. Um, Imagine like you have the developers conference and the, like Tim, Tim uh, what's his name uh, is, is rolling in his in his grave. The uh, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs yeah. like the two things they brought up a headset. And we're removing ducking from like this is what we've this is our this advancement. is the most important thing we yeah. need to do. But also, this is something that like Greg from Succession would bring into the table. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'd like to to fix the word ducking. 
ducking? We all know what we're trying to say, right? It's not ducking. So um, here's somebody who is ducking over it. Pete Davidson. Um, Pete Davidson in a uh, leaked photo rant went off on PETA, um, which makes me kind of laugh because I'm like, this is this is where we're at in the world, guys. This is news. <laughs> Here, this, this is news. Um, Pete Davidson went and told the organization to, uh, to duck my dick. Sorry, suck my dick. <laughs> After senior vice president of cruelty investigations uh, expressed disappointment in Davidson's choice to shop rather than adopt his new dog after being seen in New York for at a pet shop. My mom's fucking dog who's two years old died a week before, so we're all so sad. So I had to get a specific dog. Good for you, Pete. The Saturday Night Live alum shared that the dog was actually for his mother after the family dog, Henry, recently passed away prematurely. He added that he's severely allergic to dogs. That's why he probably can't keep a girlfriend. Which is why he had to get a Cavapoo, a mixed breed between the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and the Poodle that's hypoallergenic and considered a safe breed for allergy sufferers thanks to low shed coats. Okay. So why don't you do your research before you ducking create news stories for people because you're boring, Davidson said in the voicemail, saying that the statement was uneducated and premature. Duck you and suck my duck. The comedian ended the phone call. So that's the dog. I mean, look at it. Look at it. Oh, my God. I want that dog. In the statement, PETA wrote that they hoped Davidson would show some big heart energy. Okay, PETA. Get out of here. He, he, did, he did dress the doll as Chucky. <laughs> no, PETA's trying to be cool. And be like, you got big dick energy, but have big heart energy. Look at the dog in this. <laughs> That's so cute. Here's the thing. I'm all for adopting and not shopping. However, you know, I feel, and here's, here's where I'm on the fence. You never know what you're going to get. You could adopt a dog that is insane. Clinically, physically insane. It eats its own poop. You know, it, it, it bites strangers. You never know. But at the same time, if you buy a dog, that thing can just be inbred to filth. It could just be, it probably just doesn't even know it's alive. It's just sitting there like, please end it. You know, and you're like, oh God, it's just too cute. So you never know what you're going to get. Um, so PETA says it's tragic that Pete it is weird that it's PETA versus Pete. Uh, it's tragic that Pete didn't seek out a, a borough-born mutt from a city animal shelter because a scrappy New Yorker with charm and personality and unconventional handsomeness could have been his perfect match. Said no one ever about a New Yorker. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> How would you describe someone from New York? They're charming, they have a great personality, and they're scrappy. <laughs> I, the last time I was in New York, some guy was pissing in the street and told me to fuck myself. I don't think that was scrappy. Um, so he also went off on the, the his mother's loss of the dog, Henry. He says, I haven't seen my mom and sister cry like that in over 20 years. I was trying to cheer up my family. I was already upset that the store had filled me without my permission or acknowledged or acknowledgement. Then this organization made a public example of us making our grieving situation worse. I am upset. It was a poor choice of words. I shouldn't have said what I said, but I am not sorry for sending it for myself and my family. I agree. I'm on team Pete on this one. You know what? Back off. If he wants to buy a dog, let him buy a dog. You know, just be a good pet owner. That's all that, you know, every dog deserves a home. But obviously, if he's like, I want my mom to have what's best for her. And like that, I thought that's pretty funny. And also, PETA, take him up on that. He asked you to suck his dick. Like, go for it. We've all heard the rumors. Try it out. See if it's like, you know, a good size wiener dog. What? Okay. All right. Let's have we have some breaking news. 
breaking news, everyone. I need you to stop what you're doing and listen. Taylor Swift swallowed a bug. I know. I know. Big news this week, guys. You've seen it all over the internet. Taylor Swift swallowed a bug. During her era's concert, it was filmed on TikTok. She's singing, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, oh, oh. and I was like, finally, yes, yes. Oh, it's just a bug. <laughs> and she's like, you guys are swallowing a bug. And everyone's like, oh, Taylor, are you okay? Is she okay? Meanwhile, everyone's like, that's the luckiest grasshopper in the world. Uh, no, but the big news was Taylor Swift and her boyfriend, the lead singer of the 1975 frontman, Matt Healy, broke up after one month of dating. I know. I know. She had fun. Uh, the love story has come to an end. They've split. She had fun with him, but it was always casual. They are no longer romantically involved. I don't think they were ever. I mean, I'm sure it was just like a nice little hookup. The two who never publicly confirmed their relationship had quite the whirlwind romance for a month. <laughs> they were first spotted out together in May. They were seen out at several New York venues together. On one occasion, Swift and Healy were seen at the recording studio together. Um, and the 1975 singer was also notably on hand at several of her era's tour stops in Nashville and Philadelphia, even joining opening act Phoebe Bridgers at one point. Pictures from fans in attendance later showed Haley hanging out with longtime, I'm sorry, Healy hanging out with longtime Swift besties Blake Lively and Gigi Hadid after spending time with her father. The brief romance was not the first time the two had been romantically linked. It sparked rumors back in 2014, but Healy denied it. Just before the news of the breakup dropped, Swift announced her next re-recorded album, Speak Now, will feature six bonus vault tracks, including Electric Touch, Fall Out Boy, Castles Crumbling, featuring Haley Williams. Other vault tracks from Speak Now include When Emma Falls in Love, I Can See You, Foolish One, and Timeless. So... They ended up dating for a month. They broke up. Uh, it was recorded at her concert the other night that she looked like she got a little emotional over it because a month can change someone. Um, and everyone's like, oh, my God, she's totally crying. She's thinking about Matt Healy. And Matt Healy responded with making out with a dude on the security team. I don't know. Maybe that's why uh, she broke up with him or the relationship ended. He just couldn't stop kissing dudes. Who knows? I don't know. I'm sure she'll be fine. I feel like every time Taylor Swift breaks up with a guy, an angel gets its wings. I think she's just like, yes. Or like, no, I'm sorry. A record exec <laughs> sees dollar signs. He's like, oh, we're going to get a good album on this one. Yes, Taylor. Crumble. Crumble, I say. Here's a pen. Here's some paper. Write out your feelings. Go, bitch. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Um, but speaking of Haley Williams, Haley Williams was also on TikTok the other day because she is performing at Madison Square Garden um, and someone recorded an instance where uh, two people at the Paramore concert were caught disrupting the concert. And what do we like to do in concerts nowadays? Fight. You know, you always see the videos now where, you know, uh, uh, 
the singers and musicians have to stop in the middle of their set and be like, come on, guys, what are you doing? Relax, calm down. We're all here to have fun. And that happened during the Paramore concert at Madison Square Garden. Uh, these two people were allegedly pushing. I think they actually were pushing uh, to get to the front of the stage and people were not having it. So what did she do? She stopped the concert. She's like, what's going on here? She says to, to the two people, I will embarrass both of you. Both of you need to find somewhere else to take that shit because that's not happening here. And then the people were removed from the show, but not before the entire encounter was captured by other fans and posted online. So the clip went viral, crazy viral actually. Uh, people were commenting on her TikTok saying, thank you for stepping in and maintaining that safe space she speaks so much about. However, a day has now passed and Haley is very upset about this. She says, I've not been able to shake the feeling that I abused my responsibility and my platform in that moment, that I hurt those two in a way that will outlast the momentary discomfort of their poor concert etiquette. You know what? Throw them out. That is the most emo reply I've ever heard. When I saw their faces in the video, I didn't see the smug smiles that some commenters criticized them for. I saw embarrassment and I cried for them. I'm telling you, I haven't stopped thinking about it. So if you are those two people, I'm sorry for whatever shame or embarrassment I may have caused you. I'm not telling you that it's perfectly fine to act entitled or ignorant at a show. I'm just saying that I'm sorry that I handled the whole situation like the arbiter of the same type of cancel culture that doesn't often teach or lead in any productive way. Shut up. <laughs> they were acting like assholes at your concert. Send them home. Jesus. Have you ever seen the videos where Dave Grohl kicks people out of the Yes, that's fucking yeah. rock and roll, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, she's a rock star. Why, why is this statement ever leaving? It just makes me go, oh, no. Are you not as hard as we all thought you were? I'm sorry. If someone's acting up at a, at a, at a comedy show, yeah, you say, bye, out. And we're not at home with our weighted blanket around us with like with our with our Apple Pro goggles on just sitting on a pile of leaves just going, oh, God, was that too much? I hope they're OK. No, they were drunk. They were probably on Molly. They wanted to have their way and get to the front and probably harass you, probably touch you. Did you see the video of Beyonce at a concert and like she goes to shake someone's hand and they grabbed her yeah. and Put her in the audience and like security's like hoists her back up and she like still kept going. She's like, no, 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 it's okay. Just like, no, like you can't be trustworthy of people. I'm telling you, it's like people are batshit crazy. My favorite thing is that she could have just left it as this happened at a show. So the only people that even know about it are the people at the show and the people that may have been recording at that exact moment. Mm -hmm. It's way worse that she put it in writing. I'm not telling you that it's perfectly fine to act entitled or ignorant. Like she, she's attacking them in writing. Yeah. This probably makes them feel they probably don't even remember the night. This is a passive aggressive paramour. Yeah. Uh, I'm not telling you that it's perfect fine to act entitled or ignorant. Well, girl, if they're acting entitled or ignorant, kick, kick them out. It's your show. And also, do we not remember what happened at Astroworld with Travis Scott? Hello? Like, people start pushing and then people start pushing back. Yeah, you, you see some shit happen. Dave Grohl does the same thing. He sees someone getting, like, sexually assaulted in the crowd. You see someone acting up. You see someone, like, yelling, screaming. You stop the show. Out. You're done. You don't get to have fun anymore. Yeah, you can't have nice things. You don't have to, like, mope about it and be like, oh, God, was that too much? <laughs> Paramore. More like para-less. Speaking of less, Tara Reid. <laughs> I love it when Tara Reid is in the news. Tara Reid says that she, being uh, unmarried and childless, killed her career. 
She says, I'm not married. I don't have kids. And I think in Hollywood, if you don't have kids or you're not married, you're judged. Yes, Tara. That's exactly why everyone's judging you. So we all know that Tara reads backs-ish. Like we don't, she's been on TikTok over the past year. Um, You've seen her in Sharknado, American Pie. Uh, and she tried, remember, she was like campaigning to do a remake of Josie and the Pussycats or a reunion movie. I don't know. But so between weathering an onslaught of seriously offensive films and unshakable body shaming and public scrutiny regarding her appearance, it's safe to say it's been a pa- it's been a tough two decades for the Y2K legend. Now she's shedding some light on why she thinks her film career didn't exactly flourish the way she'd hoped. And her answer might actually surprise you. She says she's not married, and if, you, if you're not married in Hollywood, you're judged. So they still think you're that party girl from 40 years ago. She says, I'm not married, I don't have kids, and I think in Hollywood, you're judged. She's just repeating herself at this point. So Tara Reid is saying that, wait, what is this? What is Mr. Warburton? Does she have a memoir? No, Derek Warburton is the magazine... Is the magazine's creator? So oh, she was so talking she says to a magazine. She she's was for in, in an interview with the magazine. Yes, I don't even think this was an interview. I think it was just Tara Reid talking to a magazine. It's very possible. So I don't think there was any interview whatsoever. I think Tara Reid saw a picture of herself and just started talking to it. Um, so she feels like she hasn't gotten the same opportunities as those nominated for to the Academy Awards because she didn't succumb to societal norms. What if you can't have kids or what if you don't want to get married? She says in the interview, you can't judge people on that anymore. And it's the one thing that I think it's really unfair about our society. So Reed then noted the shift in the media's narrative and public acceptance of women who choose to settle down and start procreating. But all of a sudden, if you have a kid and you get married, oh, she grew up. She's great. Should one require examples? Look no further than Terry's reform party posse who've somehow managed to become more than the butt of America's joke. Um, so pretty much she's saying that her being unmarried and and not having kids has really hurt her career. Uh, as someone who's seen Tara Reid out in public, that's not it. The reason your career probably isn't working is because your body has been soaked in a, uh, (laughs) bathtub filled with Tito's like a frog in a chemistry class. Um, Waiting for dissection. Your liver's pickled. Uh, you're a hot mess. And that's why we love Tara Reed. I don't want to see Tara Reed married or with kids. I just don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather see Tara being a party girl falling over with her tit pop out at like a at a red carpet. Like the good old days. That's how I want Tara Reed. I don't think anyone's actually even asking for a, a, a Tara Reid renaissance. The Tara Reid renaissance I want is, yeah, maybe she's not such of a big hot mess. But um, do I like see her crawling over a bucket seat at Craig's? Yes. Do I want to see her um, stumble into the street and almost get hit by a car? Maybe. But, you know, we wish her well, but you can't just be like, oh, it's because I didn't get married or had kids that my career is over. No. No. I don't think that's it. But let's get into some fun, spooky shit, because that's what we do here on the Just Saying Podcast. I will find a story that I'm like, "Mm, this is spooky, and I will run with it and tell you all about it. Because this is one that I really, really find interesting. A horrified woman caught naked witches feasting on a deer corpse with wildlife cam. Wait, what did we talk about deer in the beginning of the podcast? Didn't we mention a deer? Deer in headlights. Oh, a deer in headlights. Well, these bitches ate it. (laughs) So here's a fun, spooky story that I love to share with you. You know, here on the Just Saying Podcast, I just love finding these like creepy, weird stories that are in the news and like sharing them with you. Um, One of my favorite podcasts to listen to right now is a podcast on uh, iTunes called Radio Rental. I highly recommend it. Uh, It's narrated by Rain Wilson. It's fantastic. It's actual like scary stories, but they make it sound like a movie uh, uh, rental place. And they'll pop in a tape and you'll hear somebody's actually true scary story. So I love those. So check that one out. Um, 
This is a story about a woman who was noticing that animals were dying around her yard. So her and her grandfather got curious and they set up some cameras to see if it attracted any of the deer. So when she set up the cameras, the two terrifying figures were seen picking up one of the deer's hooves and biting into it. The woman says she's now terrified for her family as the camera was set up uh, about a two minute walk from her house and she keeps three horses on her property. They came 10 minutes after sunset. They look disheveled. It looks like they have wigs on. Okay, don't blame drag queens for this one, bitch. (laughs) One looks like she has blonde hair underneath. Um, And so there's the woman with her daughter and her horses. You can't really tell from the photos, but the hoof was brought right up to her mouth. I don't know if she was kissing it, smelling it, or eating it, but to touch a decaying carcass like that makes me feel sick. The amount of bacteria must have been on there. Maybe they were paying their respects, but they were naked. The horses were also getting spooked and unnerved around the area. I thought they imagined stuff at first, so I didn't think anything of it. Maybe I believe them now. Yeah, maybe believe your fucking horses, lady. Coronea says she uh, was tempted to call the police on the freaky pair. Her granddad pointed out that the tech... They technically, they weren't doing anything illegal. I'm hoping they went for a walk in the day, saw the trail cam was set up and wanted to have a bit of fun with us or they're on some good drugs, she said. I don't know. What do you think, John? I mean, this one over here looks like they have pants on. Yeah, this This is just... the one in question, this really naked woman. These are just two um, LGBT allies who prided too hard over the weekend they were like you know what we can walk home we don't need to take an uber let's just walk home we only live like five miles away in the countryside and they were like they 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 probably got really hot walking they decided to take their clothes off um they probably saw somebody who said they were selling candy that candy probably had fentanyl in it and then next thing you know they're eating a deer corpse you know, it happens. Happens it to the best happens. of us. Happens. Huh? Happens to the best of us. It really does. Like, Friday nights, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I kind of want more to that story because I do think it's kind of fascinating. I love, like, good, like, um, what's it called? Like, uh, night vision footage. Have you seen the one of the, um, the one that scares the shit out of me to this day is... It's like these guys in Brazil and they're like walking through a cornfield and they like step on a stick and it snaps and you just see this like pair of eyes look back and you're like, oh, and it's like a humanoid figure. And then it starts like chasing them. Definitely don't have your Apple Pro eyes on for that one because it'll scare the shit out of you. However, I will have them on for this next story. So last week we di- we discussed the Little Mermaid movie, which we loved. It was fantastic. And then I had a listener send me a uh, link to this. Uh, it is a documentary series about mer people. And I was like, are you kidding me? I just discussed the Little Mermaid last week. I'm watching this immediately, and I cannot recommend it enough. If you have kids, if you have little girls, you know, if you love mermaids, definitely check this documentary out. It's so fun. It's a four-part documentary series, so easily watchable, and it is about professional mermaids. What? Professional mermaids? Yes. So um, this is about... I don't even know where to begin on this because there's just so much to talk about. This documentary series starts in Florida. (laughs) They hate, they, they, they hate to love you trashing Florida. Just go in. I know I'm not trashing Florida. I just said it started in Florida at the Wikiwachi resort, which back in the day was kind of like a playground. It was built on like a natural spring, which looks lovely. And so it was kind of like a um, like a viewing tank, so people could go there and like swim and and um, paddle boat in the spring. 
but they would have these shows where these women would put on tails and, and they, you know, and they would jump in the water. And I'm talking like the fifties and sixties. It might've even been the late forties as well. And people would come and they built like a viewing, um, kind of a theater before the Apple eyes came in. And, um, you know, you'd watch these women underwater with like tubes and it's terrifying because you would have to, to get into the tank. These women would have to fall down a tube and then swim in a tube that was 60 feet long. And they had to swim out holding their breath to get out into the spring itself. So it's already terrifying. Um, and of course they dealt with like sinus infections and all that kind of stuff. So we go from the Wikiwachi mermaids and how it inspired all these people to actually the mer business. And you follow several people in their mer journeys. Some of them are Instagram famous. Some of them are, you know, influencers, but there's one guy who I remember seeing on my strange obsession on the learning channel years ago. And he was like, um, I'm obsessed with mermaids. And it turns out that he actually went to the wiki uh, spring and saw the show. He had Tourette's and he started sewing mermaid tails and he became so obsessed that he started sewing mermaid tails for the ladies. Then he himself actually became uh, a performer at the Wikiwachi um, spring. And then after Wikiwachi closed down, he became Mer Taylor and now he makes um, silicone mermaid tails and sells them online. And he was a guy on the learning channel. Who knew? So, it just goes so many routes. It's it's so good. We t there's a there's a woman who does like Renaissance fairs, um, and she has like a very famous like mer troupe, <laughs> and they go around to different uh, Renaissance fairs and dress up and sit in a tank, and they'll go to Vegas and they'll swim in a tank, and there's a girl named. Um, sparkles and she's what they call a landlocked mermaid because she's a mermaid in arkansas and she just wants to live out her mer fantasy so she starts going around and auditioning to get in different troops and different um mer tribes mer communities if you will and she finally makes it and they go to vegas and she swims in a live tank and it's one of the funniest moments i think where sparkles gets hypothermia <laughs> and the lady who's running the troop is like sparkles out you're done get out sparkles she's done she's hypothermic get her out now look at her she's freezing no dead mermaids no dead mermaids rule number one no dead mermaids so it's actually a very fantastic uh, documentary. I recommend to watch it. At the end of the documentary, they do this wonderful tribute for the 75th anniversary of the Wiki Watching Mermaids. And Florida cancels it. We don't know why. They canceled it. And then we see, um, I believe his name is David, um, who who is Mer Taylor. He builds a huge tank himself and he invites them all to come swim. So yeah, you get such mermaids as Shea Monique, Blick Tsunami, who is an actual singer. He has a hit track. Um, you learn all the um, uh, mer terms and whatnot. And yeah, it's just really, really, really fun. And it's campy, it's fun. Am I buying a mermaid tail this summer? Maybe. We'll see. My friend Krista's like, we have to get mermaid tails. And I'm like, I don't know, but I kind of want one. So yes, Morgana Alba, she is the um, she is the uh, creator of the Circus Siren Pod, which is the traveling circus. I mean, look at them. That's not that's not Sparkles. That is Pixie. Um, and then they all go on this like big cruise where I'm sure they all like have sex. I think they all like like you know, like Renfair people, does, they get... the, does the tail come off? Yes. I mean, obviously it comes off, but like I thought. Uh, uh, I mean, how how? Okay. How, how do mermaids have sex? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this I, picture I mean, right we here. don't know. We we both saw Little Mermaid. Where do those girls come from? I mean, like, do mer like? Is it like a? Here's the thing. Is it like a, like a dolphin peen, or is it like where fish just kind of do that, and there's just like a cloud, and then all of a sudden there's like eggs, like, and then you have like half baby, half fish eggs. I have a lot of questions. I have zero answers. I don't know how mermaids are created. I just know that. They probably drink a lot of rum and fan it down. I think they do. I think I think that's what's up. And there's a huge pageant at the end. So the last episode, there's like a huge cruise ship uh, that Virgin sponsors with, what's his name from Virgin? Uh, who, um, who's the guy, the founder of Virgin? Branson, Richard, yeah, Branson. Richard Branson. He's like there. It's like, it's just cool. It's very inclusive. It's colorful. I loved it. Um, so if you want to watch a great documentary, I definitely recommend Murrah People. And I think it's the same people who did the Selling Sunset music because all the songs are just like, you want to swim in the ocean of love? And you're like, what? what? What am I doing? All right. And our final story for this episode. Uh, this is definitely how I will be feeling after the month of June. A man in Kentucky who pretended to be dead for 321 days lands a role as a corpse on the hit series CSI. Josh Nally went viral on TikTok for pretending to be dead for almost a year, lying in various locations and holding his breath, and finally found fame in Hollywood. He's now going on tour where tickets will be $3,500. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, kid. You've made it. So this guy held his breath and covered himself in fake blood he posted a video to the site every single day for nearly a year with the caption day x of playing unalive until i'm cast in a movie or tv show as an unalive body why can't we say dead anymore is it just weird i mean everybody's sensitive about things we're just unalive now i don't get it it doesn't make sense I want to play a dead person. At, wait, day X of playing a dead person until I'm cast in a movie or TV show as a dead body. We can't say dead body anymore. It's an unalive not. body. Isn't unalive just dead? I mean, that's the identity that they'd like to go with. Unalive. So if you say if you have a plant and you go on vacation and you forgot to water that plant and it, you come back and you're like, oh no, my plant's unalive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let them have it. <laughs> Bring on the aliens. I'm ready. I know, seriously. I want to just go on a boat and get eaten by a whale. Uh, Josh was finally get, I'm sorry, digested. Josh was finally given his shot at fame on day 321 when he was cast as up. Oh, at, they have dead body in the article. We need, this is the Daily Star. He was not cast as a dead body. He was cast as an unalive body. How dare you? <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm just, now that I know, I want to speak it into existence. This is actually really funny. Day 301 of playing an unalive until I'm cast in a movie or TV show. He's just laying on a creek. Honestly, but also how do I know he's unalive? He could just be passed out. The show's official account commented on one of his videos writing, you free this week as Josh responded, yes, I am. Of course he's free. He's taking pictures of himself dead every day. He's free. He's got the time. So he confessed to the Courier Journal that despite having no formal acting experience, he's learned to embody the essence of a corpse thanks to a lot of practice. He initially got the idea after watching a woman post about hot sauce on the video platform who was later flooded with offers from retailers. He explained, I don't like speaking on camera, but I can lie there and act like I'm dead pretty easily. <laughs> I love this guy. Having done more than 300 of these posts, I've progressed and gotten better. At first, you could see me breathing or the fake blood looked really bad. I've gotten rid of using the blood and gotten better at holding my breath. Um, 
He was finally flown out to California to meet director Mario Van Peebles and shared the behind the scenes post, which saw him in makeup department to have fake scars applied to his body. Look at him. Good for him. Just a big old dead man. Uh, but it wasn't all plain sailing as he messed up. He messed up. <sighs> he messed up one take on set after leaving his phone on. You amateur. Send him home. He left his phone on when a telemarketer rang, much to the disturbance of the casting crew. It seems the star has been bitten by the acting bug as he's been back on TikTok posing as a dead body to score another role. He has no plans to quit his day job as a successful restaurant manager. I love this guy. Um, <laughs> poor guy. He's like, yes, they asked me to come to Hollywood. Okay, Jim, you ready? Here's your big take and action. Sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. So humiliating. Oh, that sucks. Poor guy. But we're rooting for this guy. Oh, also, we have to address this before we go. Um, we have Padam Padam, which is in everybody's life right now. We also, I think, I'm already going to call this. I think that it is going to be a Barbie summer. There was a Barbie float at Pride. Uh, Dua Lipa's new song, Dance the Night, is everywhere. I love it as much uh, as, as the other person does. Um, but also... Holy God, Kim Cattrall is coming back to Sex in the City. That was it. I mean, if if we're not kicking Pride Month off with Kim Cattrall, first of all, this is what I think. I think that HBO Max had to drop HBO because they had to pay Kim Cattrall so much money to come back that they were like, we can't call it HBO anymore. It's just Max. But Kim Cattrall is officially coming back. And here's the tea. She didn't even talk to any of the other girls on set. She uh, wasn't even like filmed. I think it's just a phone call. I don't know. But I did watch the trailer too. And just like that, the comedy store makes an appearance in it. I remember when you were like, oh, Che Diaz is going to be here. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> but Kim Cattrall is going to be making a cameo. At least the voice of her is. I'm just really excited. Um, I'm pretty sure it's probably just like, Carrie, get over yourself, you know, bye. But I would wish that Kim Cattrall would come back to Sex and the City because I would just love just an older Samantha, just like, you know, girls, just get with it. Just buy a 12 inch dildo like the rest of us. You know, that's, that's what I want, but at least we're getting something. I'm very excited. But that concludes this week's episode of the Just Saying Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. Leave a review. We love hearing from you guys. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Justin Martindale. And send me stories. Actually, some of these stories today you guys sent to me. So if it gets in front of my eyes and I love it, you know, uh, I want to make it as interactive as possible that you guys are sending me the stories and that we can all be in this little fun community together. So... Uh, yes, we will see you next time. I think next week we might be having the one, the only from American Idol season five, Michaela Gordon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And as always, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.